Welcome to the Strong Dads Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adam Neal. Being a dad can feel like a lonely place. We're here to share our expertise of working in the fitness industry with over 20 plus years combined with tried and tested real advice that works. I'm Chris Jones. We train strong dads just like you to grab hold of their health and thrive in life, not just exist. This is the place to come for shared experiences of parenting and keeping fit with some fun along the way. This is the Strong Dads Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Strong Dads Podcast. We are back again uh, on a really warm Monday afternoon. Um, but we're not going to talk about that, we Jonesy, because that's too easy to talk about and moan about. So it is. I'm going to ask you one question. Well, is the central heating on? No. Thank God. <laughs> so, yeah, I had that amazing week to week. The difference of uh, you know, I had the eating on last week. Mm. Not that I wanted it on, but yeah, it's madness. How are you? How was your weekend? Uh, anything to report? You know, how are you getting on? It was good. Um, to be fair, I was heavily absorbed into rugby. It was a lot, wasn't it? Shock. Yeah. Mm. So, what did I do? Something like New Zealand, Ireland, England, Australia. Then I went out to watch the Sevens comp and then came back for Wales, South Africa. Oh, wow. But you're not a bit like fatigued from watching it all. You get rugby oh, fatigue. I was like a sponge. Do you not have rugby fatigue? Never. Oh, I've, I've definitely got it now. I used to do I, watch like the uh, you know like the Magic Weekend rugby league. Yeah, I used to, yeah, to yeah. sit there and watch it all day. I thought it was ace, but now I'm just like struggle to watch a game to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I... Some good results though. Oh mate, first time uh, Ireland win. Evan, New Zealand. Yep. Great performance. Wales got over the line after losing by a point last week, win by a point this week. Boom. So, yeah, well, to play for next week. So, bring it on. I like, I like how Ireland play rugby, though, me. Yes. They play some good rugby, don't they? Mm. Enjoy watching them. Yeah. You, you are a rare person in the world. In terms <laughs> you're a rugby leaguer. Yeah. Who, Enjoys union when it's played well. I definitely do because it's Honestly, when it's yeah. Funny, you're on Twitter after, and it's all like, like league lads just like, what is this fucking kick and clap shite? People <laughs> need to watch this crap. Blah 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 uh, blah. You know, and these are people. No disrespect, maybe not at the top of the game in rugby league. Exactly. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. You're like, mm. Yeah. yeah, it's the same for both sports. So I think when you watch rugby sometimes, rugby union, they might do something because that's how you play rugby union. Yeah. So sometimes think actually, but just say Ireland do a few times. Not that they play more rugby league, but they do play a bit more chance there are. And obviously in a test match, territory is territory, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not going to go, you know what, we'll have a dig and all of a sudden we're defending our line against New Zealand. No thanks. Like you can... You gotta have an understanding and enjoy it a little bit more. So yeah, people are a bit too narrow-minded, aren't they? When it comes to oh, it. Yeah. But when it's when it's played well, 
I do. Yeah, I do some people it. are literally like me and Sumo Deadless when it comes to leaving you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just black and white with it. This doesn't work. work. (laughs) Did you watch any Wimbledon as well? That was a weekend. No, I I, I don't enjoy it. I'm not into tennis. I get into it, me. I say I'm not going to watch it and end up watching it. So, uh, uh, I'm going to say the guy who lost has definitely got some sort of attitude problem. Curious. Yeah. See, I... Potentially, but I always wonder if it's now his tennis persona. That's yeah, how he, how he is that's now. How, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like because tennis is a bit bland in terms of characters. Yeah, isn't it? Like yeah. across the board, it's pretty. It's a very nice stoic, guy. aren't you? Look at Djokovic; yeah. he's very stoic and like is what you know. Federer. Like, you, you look at sort of Roger Federer is like probably one of the nicest blokes in the world. <laughs> If you're going to have a pin-up person for your sport, <laughs> to, you know, for sponsorship deals to advertise your merchandise, he's your man. Yeah. You know, Dal, same, pretty much. Yeah. Sells nightcaps. Yeah. Oh, they're done. yeah they're pretty, <laughs> like, chill. They're just pretty bland, aren't they? Mm. But then, you know, Kyrgios, he's like the modern-day McEnroe. Yeah. That proper he just, he just like chirping away. Like he did a double fall on one of them, started blaming a guy in the crowd for cheering while he served. And I'm like, other than snooker, what other sport in the world you gotta go? Shh. Golf. Yeah. I'm like, fucking hell, come on now, mate. Sorry, one guy in the crowd put you off your serve, did he? Wasn't he wasn't he having a go with some woman who said she's had about seven seven hundred drinks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just head fell off. He like he thought like, he could just see him just Won the first set and he was pretty cool. And then when he started losing, it got a bit hard. He's like, energy's going elsewhere. Then we got to the last set, you could just see we're like having it, just his attitude. I was watching him going, wow. You so just on that, I know I don't follow tennis, but I'm like a sports nor, so obviously listening to talk sport. And they played a clip of him today after the, from after the match. He was saying, um, do you know... If I if I'd actually won, I w- reckon I would have been demotivated for the next tournament or the next few weeks. Mm. But because of because I've not won it, it's like stoke the fires more. Like I know yeah. where I can be and all that. And it was an interesting debate saying like you got one pundit going, "What do you mean you'd be demotivated for your next tournament?" <laughs> Like, you're at the top of the game then. Why would you not want to do yeah, that? I'm yeah. like the champ yeah. and now, yeah, come beat me now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. whereas the other's like, no, I, I sort of get it because it's, you know, we can relate that to, you, know, you set a goal in the gym. Mm. You know, the way Kyrgios was saying, he's like, Wimbledon is like the pinnacle mm. of tennis for, for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he grew up watching it. And that was always the one to win. It doesn't really matter about the US, Australian, etc., French. But Wimbledon was the one. And he said, like, once he won that, that's like for him completing tennis. So what, I, uh, what do you do afterwards? What's next after you've mm-hmm. completed everything you've set out for? Yeah, that's true. And it was it was interesting, like listening to you know the pundits. Again, it's it's their own opinion on what he was saying. But it was interesting, the sort of the, the, the two clear sides to it. Yeah, that's true. 
I've got a suggestion for tennis. I think when you once you win a Grand Slam, you should get a championship belt. You come out to entrance music. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know, you, you just walk around with this belt everywhere you go. And then when you get beaten, it just gets handed over until the next person wins. Three lads winning it though, wouldn't it? That'd be very good, though. Yeah. So I watch the rugby league, Super League. Only three teams win it, so you know, same thing. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that'd be class. Yeah, then entrance music because the walk they do at Wimbledon takes about. I'm not. I'm not going to exaggerate. I reckon it's seven minutes from changing rooms to court just to walk. Like I'm just thinking, wow. Like, it's a lot that like when we've played or whatever you do like say you do a minute of silence or something it can be so like you know when you see the international session when you get the you know you might have the anthems and the acker and then like from changing room to actually playing the game it could be 10 minutes there of like yeah. waiting you know about. Like in the changing rooms getting yourself up for the game oh yeah and i could imagine tennis like be the same thing but with like ooh, the nerves must be so you know, we rugby bits out of the way in it, but imagine tennis, like, once you get, you know, I'm sure there's a bit where you look up and it's like, oh, but there's Tom Cruise, there's, all right, so, there's a queen, all right, shit. Oh, that's the mad one as well, yeah, you just like, it's proper celeb watching, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, I'm losing, but oh, my God, there's the, yeah. Well, there's like, there's like Beckham. <laughs> NBA have it though as well, don't they? They, they, yeah, they do, yeah. That on, like, pull-out chairs, fold-out chairs, Next yeah, just sat there going, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, did I mean to drop sweat on you? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I think I'll probably do that mid-game. Shit, it's David Beckham. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a movie. There's a movie called Wimbledon, isn't there? I'm sure he does it in that. Oh, probably. I'm sure he does it. Paul Bettany. I'm sure he does it where he looks in the crowd and sees someone famous. He's like, doesn't it? It's like, class. <laughs> Brilliant. So... Moving yeah. on, so you had some good, um, some good feedback from last week, didn't we? Which was nice. Hmm. So you're a, you're a bit of a listener to the podcast last week. Uh, went over values and stuff. We had some good feedback, uh, me included. Just a person in the gym said he listened and constructed. It was something new. He didn't think it was going to be um, as good as it was, but they enjoyed it. So thanks for the yeah. positive feedback and uh, yeah, like it. Bring it more. What well, one out of a hundred works, eh? Hey, keep trying, eh? I was going to say Michael Jordan, but what's that one? Well, the one where he takes a thousand shots. Something like that, yeah. We might get one right eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were going to bring to the table this week a word I didn't think was a word until you Googled it. It actually is a word. <laughs> Have you Googled it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. Where's it gone? Shit. Where is it? Belongingness. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Belongingness. Is, like, is that even a word? Belonging. But then when you explained it, I was like, yeah, so I'll actually, should we say? Well, yeah. The state, so belongingness, the state or feeling of belonging to a particular group. So, yeah, it's only when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is quite deep. This is quite, mm. um, quite strong, really. And I think, just reviewing it myself, I was like, yeah, I can massively relate. And I know you will as well, with our own like personal journeys and stuff. But yeah, it's a big one for people. Um, you come down to what you wear, how you behave, 
everything really. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's because you boil it down at the end of the day. I, I don't care if you're if you if you're a lone wolf, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. There's always some level of belongingness that you want. Yeah. You you want to be part of some family, social, or peer group. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sort of linking it back to last week's show with your values, a lot of the time that can conflict. Yeah. Like your the 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 peer group that you want to belong to might not align to your values, but your want of belongingness sort of outweighs your values. So then you you're in constant conflict because you're going against what you yeah even you know and I was saying to you before you know that's where that's why I honestly think a lot of people get into sort of bodybuilding. Yep. So it's, it's an easy one in terms of you know, saying that group, I mean, a lot of people, you know, spoke to SAS, a lot of people get into it because they love what they do, which is mm. brilliant. But, you know, as well as I do, this, this timeline, all right? So somebody starts working out, they start getting good results. Their, their coach might be that side of stuff, bodybuild, whatever. Starts mm. feeding a bit in, then you're like, oh, I want to do a photo shoot. Oh, I want to do, I'm going to do a show. I'm going to do my first show. And then it's just slattered all over social media. You see hashtag 20 weeks out, hashtag 19 and four days out, hashtag 19 and three days out, etc. You see this journey and then they get this journey. They might do well. They get all the accolades, all the likes on social media, all the positive feedback. You look great. You look great. Everything like that. And then the world comes crashing down because that's done their goal they want to belong in this arena this peer group is gone they've now got a fucked up relationship with food because they've been licking tupperware for (laughs) weeks they've got dodgy spray tan and in terms of appearance it's only downhill because what they've got is unsustainable and then it's all the mental torture about not looking as you wanted. Suddenly you're out, you're, you finish that journey of becoming a bodybuilder or getting on stage or whatever it may be. And you, and it's like, suddenly it's like, shit, what now? And then you get into that cycle of like on, off, on, off, on, off, not really knowing what you want. Or it's then like polar opposite oh, I did a show once, this is what I've learned from it, this is what I don't like anymore, now I'm pro, just love yourself. Then you're into, yes. another, then you're into another pay group, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I reckon you could tell me three or four people who, who, who you know who have done that. Oh, probably more, yeah, loads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, huge amount of people. Yeah, like a blongness. Well, it is where, like, the flip side and the good side of it is the CrossFit community, isn't it? Jones's face just stays... Well, I was just, I was just about to get the laptop and just close it then. 
And it's like saying sumo deadlifts. Yeah. Whether you agree with the trading methodology, what it is, but you see a group of people, don't you? Mm. What built a community at a gym. And the exercise is exercise, you know, it's what it is, but it's the people, the belongingness to it. And, you know, they get kind of ingrained within the community and all of a sudden they get, oh, they get a certain type of T-shirt, they wear a, buy a certain bag, drink a certain thing, listen to a certain music, and all of a sudden you go, oh my God, you're so CrossFit right now and you didn't realise. Yeah. That keeps people going. That's what the CrossFit community did. And that's why yeah. people go to these box gyms, yeah. And that's, yeah, and it suddenly then becomes not about the training or just so much more training yes social group you've got friends family you might meet partners you might you know experience new experiences it's something outside of your wake up go to work come home put kids to bed go to bed do you mean that that constant cycle yeah might be something that you you really wanted but didn't know where to go and suddenly yeah we always say didn't we that other place for people if you're home you work and then there's another place Hmm. for most many probably not it might be the pub you know what I mean? Some people, yeah. with, you know, the pub, or it might be whatever, or wherever they go. It might be like you say, you go fishing or whatever. People have these places, and it's having that other place. And sometimes the gym or belonging to something, you know, it yeah. might be a club, might be like a rugby club of some sort, whatever it is. Like we've done through that. Like both finish rugby. I know you're still involved, but it's that sense of belongingness to hmm. something um, which keeps you there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like on that with the rugby, like I know when Fred was first born and stuff, there was definite conversations about packing it in and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, I did pack it in to be fair, just before he was born. Probably lasted about six months. Yeah, yeah. And then it was I just need that in my life. Yeah. And, it's, up, yeah. and it's hard, it's so hard to explain. Like it's easy to talk to you because you get it, you've been there, done it, yep. lived it. Yeah. You know, but to, to explain, especially when it's like your partner and you're like, it's like, I need something else. And it's like, yeah. oh, you need something else, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Are we not good enough? <laughs> yeah, I've been there. The best way, if anyone, I can't explain this was, I mean, I don't really do rugby now, but I try and do other things because I'm, yeah, but, you know, just like you say, you might be like going, doing something or you might go a weekend away with friends or whatever. Yeah. But I can only relate it to, say, for instance, say my missus or whatever you go. Well, when you were pregnant or whatever, and then you wanted to go out for a drink with friends, you didn't really do that when you were pregnant. But when you, you know, now you, I remember it was the first time she went out and she had a drink or whatever. I was like really looking forward to it. And then it was like, you know, these like social occasions. But for me personally, it was like, well, I don't really go out drinking that much, see friends here and there, but it wasn't really a thing I did. The thing I did was I went and played rugby and did long bus rides, did all that tough stuff together, enjoyed being around it, and that was gone. So, yeah, it's easy to go, oh, you just need rugby in your life. It's not just the rugby, is it? It's the no. community of belongingness. It's not, oh, I need to be a part of it. It's like... Not yeah, just nipping to a pub with the pals, is it? Not as if you need to just put your kit on and just hold a ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I want to be a rugby player. <laughs> just sat there with your scrum arm. <laughs> you know you do it. 
<laughs> you definitely get the screw on pads and just like hit walls and stuff with your shoulders. <laughs> Still got it. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, and it's like I said, it's human beings. We all we all just want to belong somewhere. A part of something. I think this is why uh, I definitely men. I was reading an article on this about how uh, how men uh, in the modern world are really struggling with friendships. Um, I can't remember the exact statistic, which would be good because I don't think we're going to talk about it. But men, especially now more than ever, are really struggling to find friendships and connections with other men. Um, I think it probably is a little bit due to this type of stuff, like the times are changing and like, you know, men would just like piss off and go to the pub on a Friday afternoon and see you later and it's that old style stuff, but that was their sense of belonging, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think I might have mentioned this last week. I went camping. Not last week, in the weekend before. Mm. And uh, lad I've, I've known since we were 11, grew up together. Yep. And me and him are very similar in terms of thought process. And so the wives very regularly talk to each other and maybe complain about our <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> but do you know what I mean but he, in, in terms of like making friends like I'm going to experience it this year like Fred's going to school yep. so then it's like there's a, no, a whole new world opening up kind of thing mm. and Kate is brilliant at socialising in those environments yep. brilliant I'm not <laughs> and also I don't particularly want to. I know that myself. Yeah. Like, I'm a sociable person, like you know that. Yeah. But in terms of like going back to what I was saying with my mate, we were saying about this, like because uh, his two kids are at school, and they're saying like, oh, do you, do you speak to any of the other dads and stuff at school? Like, do you make friends with them? He's like, no. <laughs> right, okay. Because look, my I've got my friendship circle. It's done, it's set. Yeah, I'm happy with that. One in, one out policy. So if someone dies, <laughs> I might invite someone in. But until that time happens, don't need, <laughs> don't need. It's very true. You know, yeah, I'm and, out of a social circle, yeah. And you know what I mean? And it's like, like part of me like laughs to go in, okay, well, that's like proper stubborn and stuff like that. But part of me's like, do you know what? That's actually, all joking aside, a quite refreshing mindset in terms of I'm happy yeah I'm all right with it yeah. I don't need anything else yeah like it's not as if you go around being miserable like you're still personable in terms of you're like morning how are you but you're not like morning talk about for a bit what morning oh, do we go to the gym together it's like sorry I don't even know your second name Ooh, yeah, yeah <laughs> but, mm, you feel like you're at school again yeah I've had it where you're like oh is that for uh I don't know, I'm sure, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? And, it, and it's like yeah. this, you know, and, and again, you're looking at the, the social pressures of the of belongingness in terms of you should be this, you should be that, you have to be this, you have to be that, or you should have this, should have that. And again, that is so much more confusing in terms of you like, oh, shit, like, am I supposed to be doing that or am I supposed to be doing that? But I really want this. yeah. yeah. And you just end up being confused. So to like say to hear that sort of side of it, like look, I'm happy. I've got my mates. Don't need any more. Mm. Quite happy. 
Yeah, I'm all right with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? Because like you said, when I read this article, I was like, yeah, I can see why. Um, like, and it was a bit about like quitting social circles as well. Uh, but this article I read, I'll have to find it and send it, but it was about people having big friendships and it was, it's everything we see on social media in the world of men is like quitting is a bad thing. Yeah. It's considered weak. Yeah, sometimes you might have to quit a social circle or quit whatever just to actually get better somewhere else. And I was like, yeah, interesting to think about that. Yeah, but like you, you go back to like what we were saying last week about your values. If yep. you've got those dialed in, that might be a case if you go like, do you know what? This social circle is not, not ideal. Yeah. Not really in my bag. Or it might have been, but you've changed as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. You think, yeah, this is probably probably not for me anymore. Like just grow up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I relate is that quitting things when I finished rugby, I was just like a busy idiot. I was just all over the place and I was like, you know, wore it like a badge of honor. But really, it was only when I got a concussion, I was weren't really recovering, going, Oh shit, like, yeah, no wonder I'm not recovering because I worked on till dust sleep and then go again. Mm. It was enjoyable, but like, yeah, I had to quit something to actually go, actually, that's probably not, doesn't match my values and what I want to do with family and things like that. So, yeah, I'm not really, uh, I miss, I do miss like the the banter of it and the kind of collective um, kind of want and like kind of striving for something as a group of people. Yeah. I do miss that, but also don't really like struggle as much because it's like, yeah, values and things like that. Um, being around it as much. Plus, times change, don't they? It's a very yeah, different, for me, it's a very different, very different change in route to when I finished rugby to when I started. Very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like very different. I don't want, if I went back now, it would be like, what is going on here? Like the grumpy old man, like Roy Keane going back to football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's funny now, like coaching and and sort of you obviously at that point you keep yourself sort of on the periphery, like involved but on the periphery stuff. Yeah, yeah like some of the stuff now it's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna turn my back now and just pretend that's, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a very different thing. Probably match my values or whatever, but... Well, like I tell you, it's all part of a journey. It's all part of growing up. And yeah, it's understanding, isn't it? Your environments and where you yeah. are and, like, using them values from last week. Um, like we said, then I sent you that quote, didn't I? Because we should have used it last week. Um, sorry to pop up somewhere. It was that about, like, values and just pulled it up, man. You must clearly establish your values in order to walk confidently away from temptation and distraction. Yeah. And like we should have pulled it on last week, but yeah, if your sense of belongingness, what's more important, your value or your sense of belongingness? Um, your values, because I think if you live your values or live to your values, you'll find that belongingness. Yeah, because you'll find like minded people within your same mm. value. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good point. That. Very good point. Yeah. 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 I like and I- that. And I think that the biggest sort of eye-opener with it all is like being a parent. 
mm-hmm. in terms of you know I think that's the ultimate belongingness in terms yeah. of having, especially as a kid growing up like you want that that family environment don't you like that's because mm-hmm. that's all you know yeah you know and as a parent you try and provide that environment for for your child to feel that belongingness mm-hmm. and again if you're if you're not like flowing with your values or you're not behaving as you feel you should if you've got an identity crisis being a dad and it's been all changed and everything like that like how do you, and then you've got on top of it all how how do you create this environment that it's safe for your kid and everything like that yeah yeah it's yeah. just there's it a lot of spinning plates in the worlds of uh, our friend Hopper, spinning plates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to get back up very soon. Yes. Yeah. I'll book in three hours for that. <laughs> but, uh, but do you know what I mean? And, it, and it's, it's, I don't know, I'm trying to think about this this morning when I knew we were doing this afternoon. And it's, you, I think you've got to be brave when it when you come to sort of your values and belongingness because you might have to have those difficult conversations you might have to go up pull away from certain peer groups or you might have to make choices that may seem in people's eyes wrong yeah but for you to develop into a better person to be a true version of yourself to be the best version of yourself as a parent then you may have to make these steps that may be difficult, but there's gold on the other side of it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, you know, my, my experience of working with people and knowing people over the years, so many people push up to that boundary, but that final step is too yeah. great a step. So just pull back and they'll just settle for, not mediocrity, because that's the wrong word, but settle for ease yeah is that what, do you know what I mean is that yeah, right? com- comfort isn't it it's yes. the comfort yeah yeah, yeah a little, little bit of pain over a long period of time is much better than some harsh reality pain even though you know the reward on the other side of it is a lot, is a lot greater it's like the plaster analogy isn't it? you rip it off and just go get it done or is it that can you take a little bit of pain every day or a little bit yeah yeah, yeah good point that yeah I like that <laughs> But again, that's why your values and things like that do fit into it. I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, you were going to say mid-sentence then. I was like, yeah, it's a good point. I was going to dig deeper on it. You um, forgot about it, haven't you? But I completely forgot because you went off and I was like, this, I was just kind of like sat there going, this is this is good stuff. This is, jo- this is Jonesy at his best. Absolutely. <laughs> what a good night's sleep. I mean, he's on a roll. He's on a roll. Wait, he slept more than five hours. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just, you know, I, I find this stuff really fascinating. And it, it's interesting that like, growing up, you know, playing rugby and sort of the era that we grew up playing rugby in was like man's man, tough it out. Yeah. You know, are you all right? Yeah, of course I'm all right, even though you might not be all right inside. With your arms falling off. Well, just, just mentally as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big thing, like... You know how how many sort of times have you had a com- have you thought to ask somebody if they're all right, but 
you just haven't because it's not been that environment, especially in like sports like rugby. Yeah, around a group of people, a changing room area. Yeah. 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 I've seen too many people now though who have played rugby in the past when you see them or they retire, they become like a broken version of themselves. Mm. They've probably not been all right for 10, 15 years, but yeah. Like I say, just keep growing out, and then when they're, they're gone, they're like, who's that guy now? But actually, or, probably always there. Yeah, or that rugby was their belongingness. Yeah. And they've walked away from the game for whatever reason it may be, and just don't know themselves. They've not worked on themselves, they've not, you know, thought what's next. Yeah. Like, I was listening to uh, Good, Bad and Rugby podcast, now George Cruz on good, good podcast, very good podcast. <laughs> like you know, we were talking about the other, you were asking about the other day about the lad who was taking conversions when the Barbarians played England. Yeah. So it was him. He was on. Okay. And he's he's just just retired from rugby. Um, mm-hmm. you know, played at Saracens, won the Premiership, won the European Cup, forty odd caps for England, got to World Cup final, Six Nations titles played out in Japan and he's come back and he's walked away from the game because he's got things set up for him. Right, okay. And it was re- and, and it was really, really interesting, refreshing to hear. It was just like, yeah, sweet, it's fine. Don't mind. Yeah, he's happy just to... Yeah. yeah, just happy. And he goes, the ironic thing is, I've, off- I've actually been offered more money now to play than I ever yeah, have done. Ever has. He doesn't need it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like, don't get me wrong, like, because they were like, oh, go on, there's a figure, isn't there? There's a figure. He's like, oh, yeah, there's always, there's always a figure. Mm. But in a minute, I've got my business is going really well. Yeah. You know, it's always growing, and I've got, I, 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 can, I can walk away from the game knowing I, I've probably overexcelled myself. Yeah, so yeah. I was just an average kid, wasn't necessarily yeah. good at rugby, but I was very good at what I was good at. Yeah, who's knowing better than what I could do? Yeah, you know, and it was just the way he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to walk away mm. because I've got all my shit lined up." Yeah, when people carry on, isn't it? Because mm. like one more contract, that extra bit, that yeah, yeah, I well, think that's when it becomes. I mean, you know, that's you know, it's not infinite. It's like it's gonna run out, isn't it? It's gonna the time's gonna come. Oh, I think one of the best ones I spoke to, especially retired rugby players, is a sense of belongingness. I'll just pull him up on Facebook now. I'm going to message him uh, um, and see if he actually wants to come on the podcast live on it. And he was just saying one of the hardest things he ever did was you got your wage, and then that next one, that wage didn't come in. And there was no like, oh, here's a letter to say bye, or that was it. Like, there was no, that was it then. He said it took him a while to kind of go, oh, shit, that's what I've done for 15 years. And now I'm in a real world of, you know, when he kind of went and dabbled and stuff. But he struggled with that because even though it was just a wage, it was still that belongingness of something, of being paid mm. to be a part of something which I'm no longer needed in or wanted in. It was just like... Right. That's the other side as well, isn't it? It's that rejection, like, there's not many people that get to go out or leave that environment yeah. on the, under their own steam. A lot yeah, of it's usually, like yeah. injury. Yep age or just loss of form or whatever it may be yeah you're no longer needed <laughs> and, you, and you really and you realize that you just you're just an asset you're not you're not actually bought in and stuff 
Yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. it at work as well, isn't it? All the time like, it's a rugby book, especially at work. Like, yeah. Sometimes you literally are sometimes just an asset to that company. And sometimes your blogness is elsewhere. And is it worth it for the, the chase of the money or whatever? I mean, that, that's always a, an absolute classic, isn't it? At work, like, how many people are miserable in the job? A or lot, just, like, when you work happy. a lot, they just don't like it, yeah. They just do yeah, it. Yeah, they just yeah. do it. Because he, he was talking about this the other day. Mind was Simon Sinek or someone like that. Mm-hmm. But they were saying, you know, the, the, these sort of people who dislike their job but they're actually really good at it yeah and and it's it, it was about what they're telling themselves yeah. like how do you get in a position where you, you don't want to go to work every day but you actually excel at what you do and you don't even like doing it yeah and it, it's, yeah. It's, just, it's just like a really sort of strange situation mm. in terms of like, well, you're obviously good at it, so why, why are you not enjoying it? Yeah, what is it about it? Yeah. You know, and then, but that's a, a story for a different time, is it? Whether it's like ethical or moral or whatever it may be. <coughs> but who knows? But again, that that's a, that's a good conflict there that needs addressing. And again, can be helped along the way with values and stuff like that. I think as well, sometimes like with people that in them jobs, they might grow up the whole life and then make a decision at 15. Here's what I'm going to do. I'll be a solicitor, a lawyer, or whatever it is. Doctor. And they've not even tried it yet. And then they base the whole life off it. And then when they start doing it and the five years in, they go, I don't even like this. But I've put my life's work into it. And then they go, well, I'm actually good at it because I've studied it and worked hard. But they go, I don't actually like what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, I can say it's rugby. There's aspects of playing rugby I didn't enjoy. Like, I thought the downtime would be it's great fun and the time off, but actually I was just like, oh. what do I do? What do I do now? Yeah, yeah, because all, all my other mates are at work. <laughs> all the rugby lads are just chilling or whatever, and you can only see so much of them, so it's like, well, what do you yeah, do? There's only so much coffee you can have. <laughs> yeah, coffee, coffee club Tuesdays, there isn't there? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's one of the things. There you go. And then if you link it back to your values, and if you're in a job now, imagine where people are. Imagine excelling at something you, you're bad at. Imagine if you did something you enjoyed. Imagine mm. how good you'd be then. Like I'm uh, reading a book now. I think I said last week about the article of it called uh, "The Leader with No Title." Yeah. And uh, it's like a cool story, but yeah, there's different stories in each chapter of stuff. Um. It's so true, some of the stuff in it. Like, you don't need to be a leader. You can just literally have a normal job and still be like a miraculous person. And it can be just, yeah. could just be a cleaner. Like, I think we can all think of someone in the life who's like, I always think has worked in gyms, who's clean, just a cleaner in the gym or whatever, and they just show up. But as a human being, they're just awesome. And like, we've got no title, don't wear a suit, we just think, they belong and they feel like they belong to the gym and they make doing something mm. bigger for themselves. It makes them happy. I just think, yeah, yeah amazing way of looking at it. Um, what would you say then, if it comes towards the end today, if someone doesn't have a sense of belongingness or feels like they 
what's the word? Wanting it or feel like they need it. What would you say to somebody or do? What would you recommend? So it's just, I just get writing. Just get writing. Like, what, what is it that you actually want in life? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a quite an ambiguous question and, quite a, and obviously comes a broad spectrum, but you've got to start somewhere and then by, like you were saying last week, refine and define. Yeah. Work out what it is that you want. Yep. And then you can work out your path from there. And usually we write things, don't we? Yeah. Like, feel the 100 things I want to do before I die. They're great, but we write things and not what you actually want to do. Yeah. Like, what do I yeah. want? And it's the language you, you say. Yeah. You? Like, what do I want in life? Mm. And then what are my top three to five values? That's very true. And then and why they link have them on the side and see if you can try and marry them up. Here's another question that popped up today. One of my clients who sold his business got off a bit of money. Um, so it's just saying before, so this is, what would you do if you just got given 10 million quid for selling a business? Um, I would travel the world fishing. <laughs> there you I, go. I've thought about this a lot. Yep. You literally fish around the world. Yeah. I, I, I'm not talking like camping either. I'm talking like five star. Like yeah, like full travel the world, see the world for a year, just go around. Love it. We just like yeah. everything. Everything, like anything you could imagine, any creature, any fish scaled creature. <laughs> I'm going to go fish it. Rob's going to be here. Yeah, <laughs> do a YouTube show or something. <laughs> That'd actually be really interesting, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Or oh, just literally yeah. plot a course around the world. They're right, so. the fishing there, fishing there, fishing there. What is it you love so much about fishing? Peace and tranquility. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the quietness. Yeah, I've always, I suppose, like from being a kid, I've, I've been, I've always been quite happy on my own. And if anything got a bit untoward or whatever, you know, I'd always like just take myself off and then just read or just sit in my room playing or whatever. Yeah, as a kid, and uh, and that's what like yeah, just fishing, like just get out in the open, like I'm. I'm so antisocial when I'm fishing. I hate it. <laughs> I, I literally, if I'm sat there on my own, like, worst thing in the world, get there, lake's empty, you pitch up in a peg, set yourself up, some bloke turns up and sets up next to you. Uh, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I'm not here for this. No, I don't want to talk. No, I don't want to listen to you. I just <laughs> want this. to do some crap to myself. Because, you know, especially what we do as a job, like, we both know it's, like, so much more than training. Yeah. We can be a therapist a lot of the time, listening to people, talking to four, five, six, seven different people for an hour every day, you know, and it's like, you just need to decompress somewhere. Yeah. You know, and then, obviously, you come home, you've got to partner, child that you've got responsible, you've got you part of that family mm. and everything that comes with that. And then obviously I've got the rugby coach on top of that and yeah. I'm dealing with 30 people every week and everything that comes with that. 
there's a lot of noise that goes on all the time. A lot of the energy being used, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So just to be able to take myself off for a few hours, sit there and just stare into nature is mint. Yeah, I know you're mint. Yeah. You know, like some people go walking up into the hills. I like That's catching. Me. I like catching slimy fish. I like getting lost in the hills somewhere. <laughs> I have a slight panic of going shit where am I <laughs> it, I think I'm I, if, if I go out walking I need to know exactly the route where we're going what we're doing everything about it like <laughs> to the minute and then I'll be everything will be timed yeah, yeah like but in terms of fishing that's the only bit where I'm just like chill doesn't matter doesn't matter don't even care how much you like to catch out if you don't don't care if I catch don't care if I don't catch time's irrelevant it's all just sit and do whatever, especially in good weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. As again, we used to as kids growing up, like this time of year, summer holidays, it was like the biggest thing ever. We're gonna go fishing today, yeah. And, and, like and growing up as well, it was the only time I, I sort of got to spend time with my dad one to one, which was right, awesome. yeah, yeah. You're passing that on now, aren't you? As well, yeah, 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 right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't it weird when you do stuff like that, you yes. Know, oh, actually like doing something my dad would have done with me or like you follow the same behaviour or go somewhere where you go oh yeah go meet with dad or whatever <laughs> yeah I noticed myself do that I'm like whoa <laughs> could be something so simple <laughs> yeah so you go around the world fishing interesting I can say yeah what about you I think it's a good question to ask people that um, I don't think I've changed too much you know like I won't buy things I, def- I think it's this I definitely because my dad loves cars like I think the biggest enjoyment of my life we're going, Dad, on Sunday we're going to go car shopping and don't worry about it. What do you want? He'll probably like, make a list of about 10. But just a like repayment of that. And I generally do. I've always wanted like a farm, not a farm, but like land with lots of yeah. like, land on it in the middle, not in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, and I'll probably just continue doing what I'm doing anyway, but just them things, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, like that, that, that would come for me afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah, back in that, I'm 100%. I'd love like a, a small, like, small, like, holding, free holding, whatever mm-hmm. they're called. A few animals, obviously, yeah. some lakes. You know, I might take make care. your own fishing lake, yeah, like the rock, yeah, yeah, you know. Or is it the same though? Like, if it's your own, is it like the same? Pets, it? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a good question. I think it's one of the things we all talk about, like. <laughs> pub talk in it with a pint of yeah. peanuts but it is interesting what people go oh, I'm going to buy this I'll buy this I'll buy that and I've generally mm. said I've said before like I would hate to win the lottery mm. but, it's, like, but it's interesting like how many like going back to what we were saying last week how many people go I would buy this or buy that yeah do like, this this it, and this and this yeah. it's just things isn't it yeah, yeah. material things house car mm. yeah you know but it's not experiences it's not do this like they may come down later down the line yeah first it's all like status jewelry yeah. clothes car house yes. holidays things yeah. yeah yeah it's good to see the world in it which like what's well, you still need a purpose and like you say it probably yeah. comes back to a belonging like imagine how much you'd get if you i don't say you won 10 million quid and you went right i'm gonna go move in the middle of nowhere in a mansion buy 50 supercars a helicopter on my roof, whatever it is, yacht, I don't know what you're buying. Your sense of belonging is going to be completely gone, isn't it? Because you're miles away from your mates, you're not like speaking to anyone. 
that's why some people are still unhappy. Yeah. You know, when, when they yeah. when they make it or achieve these yeah. symbols that they've been wanted for ages. A wise man once told me, if you can't sit and enjoy a cup of coffee, you won't enjoy the yacht. <laughs> this certain uh, man actually doesn't have a yacht, but he has a boat. Um, <laughs> I like that. If, you can't, if you can't sit on your own and just enjoy the cup of coffee, and you can't sit there and enjoy it, there's no point in having anything bigger because you won't enjoy it anyway. And to be fair, he was a certain somebody who couldn't enjoy the cup of coffee because he said, when I've had the boat, the house, the holidays, I'm thinking about actually I can make money here or I can do this. Mm. Yeah, and he was saying, I was like, oh, I'm all right then because I can just sit and enjoy a coffee. And we had them. <laughs> I was like, I'm all right oh, then. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was having a conversation, like, who was I talking to? Like, obviously, the client was saying, like, you know, name some things that you're quite happy to do on your own. They're like, could you go for a pint on your own? I was like, yeah, do yeah. so quite regularly. It's one of the uh, <laughs> one of the very like amazing things you can do on your own. Man. Yeah. yeah. Would you go to the cinema on your own? I was like, love yeah, it, love doing that. that. Yeah, do, done that. Quite happy. Cinema's pointless in twos anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 you'll go on your own. Yeah. And then it's like they said, like the final was like, could you go for a meal on your own? I was like, yeah, I think I could actually. Mm. The thing I have, I may have got some food in my pint. And I'm sort of home. Yeah. But I've not like gone out for a meal, you know, like, like a proper meal. Yeah, mean, go to the table. Have, uh, but to take, how many people? Yeah. One. One. <laughs> well, I reckon I could. You would you would enjoy it though. You would probably I think it'd be quite good. Yeah. yeah. I think cheap. once you get to that level of like I'm all right on my own, everything else is a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. Do you actually need a sense of belonging? I don't know. Have we gone full circle? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you go off this podcast going, do I? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be sat this afternoon like that. Actually, am I better off just? <laughs> Have you seen the new Obi-Wan series yet? Yes. Are you better off doing that, just living in somewhere in the middle of nowhere as a hermit and just crack on? I think if, if everything was provided for, yeah, in terms yeah. of if I had... Not, I don't need things, but you know, there's a certain like level of living. Like, I don't want to yeah. be like living in a cave, like having to build a fire every night, eating dust, eating dust. Yeah, but if there was like, going a, off on a, uh, off a one, of my, one of my clients said that to me, oh, you'd do that. And I went, yeah, but he does have a sense of belonging and purpose, though. Mm, but he just he's, there for, he's there for a reason, yeah, he's there for an exact reason. It's not to enjoy it, he's there for a reason and a very mm. strong purpose. So, yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, what a great, what a great series! Enjoyed it thoroughly. Should do a yeah. whole uh, podcast on the movie franchises or something. <laughs> right, I'm going to wrap it up today. Yes. In sense of belonging and values, uh, any take home, anything to finish off with? I think we threw a few good ones in there. Yeah, but I think it just you know, boils down to like, don't be scared to do it, and it's not like it's not like all. Wishy-washy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd be the first person to say so if I thought so. But I genuinely believe doing so puts a lot of purpose in like and direction into your life. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you just need to sit quiet on your own and just 
listen to the inner thoughts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is very hard to do now. Mm. I, I think we really struggle as human beings now to just sit and do nothing and just listen to actually how you're feeling because it's a scary process sometimes because it's distract, distract. And sometimes if you just sit and you're on like your thoughts, just you'll kind of find out what you want and you'll find out what type of belonging you want. Yeah. Little, little challenge for anybody listening. Can you just sit for 10 minutes on your own and don't be distracted, don't pull out your phone, don't turn the TV on. It's hard to do it. You know, when you go through your day and you actually speak yeah. to people, what do you do in the morning? You get up, you probably check your phone or you put the news on. It's distraction morning till night, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I do sometimes at work if I'm just sat in a cafe, earphones in, don't turn music on. Put nothing on. So people don't come and talk to you. I do that. I also <laughs> like listening to other people's conversations. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Which is true. And I was also told that uh, that's a good way to get into the mind of your uh, clients. So uh, it's, a, it's a tactic I've have used in the past. Nice. I've sat in, I've sat in a cafe and listened to a lot of middle-aged women talk about whatever's going on in life. Put my earphones on to go find out what makes them tick. Nice, like it. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, inside knowledge of personal trainers. <laughs> Glass, I know what you mean, though. It's a hard, it's a hard challenge to do. Yeah, so definitely yeah. try this week and see what's actually going on. And um, I reckon some people will struggle. I think I struggle doing it sometimes, but yeah, yeah. I force myself to do it and just sit and go. Yeah. Let's see how we go from there. Right, we will wrap up there. And we'll, we, will, we will be back next week and we'll probably moan even more about the weather. Because yeah. I've seen some numbers this week. What doesn't make pleasant reading for me personally? <laughs> <laughs> if no. it's twenty something, and if it says thirty something, I'm not happy. But twenty something, I'm like, oh, hello. I'm going to be using those cold showers in the gym. <sighs> I do time. miss those. I do miss those. Should I just put one on the gym floor. Yeah. Send an email and say, listen, come and just have like an area where we just do a cold yeah. shower. I, I appreciate you've spent some money and got a hip thrust machine, but can we just have a bit of cold air? Just or, some air would be nice. Or yeah. cold water. Either or. Either you know. Yeah. Right, so we will all see you next week, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. See you then, mate. In a bizzle. <laughs>